my weary brain convulses for yonder floats a dark amorphous form. Coming up, we're celebrating haunted Christmas in July with a tour through the Hall of the Oldtide Spirits. Fall on your knees is ghostly shape repulses. Oh, now, night reviled, oh, night the raging storm. Welcome to the show. I'm Philip. On the Haunted Attraction Network podcast, we bring the haunt industry to you every weekday. We have news, education, and on-location coverage from Halloween experiences around the world. Whether you're a professional or enthusiast, each episode helps you better prepare for Halloween. Speaking of preparing for Halloween, if you want us to feature your haunt in our annual Hauntathon, applications are open through July 29th. The application link is at hauntathon.info. It's also in our show notes. There is no cost to apply, and we cover haunts both large and small, from professional to home haunts. Okay, this past December, Midsummer Scream presented a new event called Seasons Screamings, complete with a Hall of Yuletide Spirits. Like the Hall of Shadows at their signature event, this was a dark show floor with holiday-themed walkthrough haunts and displays. Today, we'll speak with creators from five of those displays, and you'll also hear some audio from the walkthrough. This is the first time we're airing these interviews, and I think it's the perfect time, because not only is it Haunted Christmas in July, but Midsummer Scream is next weekend, and everyone we speak to in this episode will be involved in the show next weekend. So this is the perfect preview for you to get ready for next week, and if you're not coming to the convention, that's okay, because it's a great show for you to get ideas for maybe doing your own holiday event. Okay, we'll begin with the entryway, which was made by Kelhaunts. Hi, my name is Tim Fowler. I'm a member of Cal Haunts, the California Haunter Society. We were fortunate enough to be invited by Rick and the team to do the entrance to the Hall of Yuletide Spirits. So our first house is Scrooge's Victorian style house. It's got like a projection of the animated knocker on the door, which is the ghost of Christmas present, I believe, talking to Scrooge. I mean, one of the windows is an animation of Scrooge sitting at his desk turning around noticing that whole video and animation graphics and everything was filmed specifically for this event by one of our members the next house is scrooge and marley's counting house this was built by uh, diana preston of rotten apple 907 it was used in their haunt this year and then the house next door is uh, bob cratchit's house which was also built by uh, diana preston of rotten apple and then the graveyard it's a very expansive graveyard and this is a collection of several projects from different members yes so this year we kind of got together of everything being it's so close to haunt season a lot of the stuff actually everything in the display is a collection from our members of what we've had the crypt walls and the cemetery fence and columns are all from greg packard of restless souls manor the hearse in the back is mine the floating candle in front of the tombstone is our Kate and what is one of our Calhauns builds. The Breathing Grave is one of our Calhauns builds. Our snowman in front here is one of our members, Jamie from Sowen's Lot. And then all the tombstones are all made by our members. So everything is handmade. So I understand that you build some of these during build days that you all have at Calhauns, which are like your meetings. So it's kind of like your time to get together and build stuff together as a group. Tell me a little bit more about that. We are a make and take group. We meet once a month to have either demos or classes or you know take home prof teaching techniques and all our meetings are hosted by members at their homes 
and all our meetings and builds are put on by members. There's a lot of expense in coming and putting together this holiday display. So why did you all think it was important to be here this year? It's more for me, it's getting together with friends and doing it. We do fundraisers and stuff to pay for trucks, trailers, materials. These events are fun to see all, you know, especially not during haunt season. You know, haunt season, you don't get to see other haunters because, you know, haunters, we're all doing our own stuff. So it's, it's fun to come and see everybody. And it's fun to see people's reactions to the stuff that, as a group that we put together. I think that SoCal Honk community is awesome. And to be honest, they're like my best friends. And it's like looking forward to something every month that I know that I'm gonna go hang out and talk Halloween with my group of people that, you know, that are a great group of people. And, you know, I've been on the Cal Hunt's organizing committee for a few years and we organize the meetings. It's like living Halloween like year long and it's it never gets old because it's it really is a great group of people. And when we have these events, you know, you're seeing people from the community that you don't see all the time. Okay, on to our first display, which was the Gingerbread House of Horrors by Fear Farm. My name's Ricks and I'm the owner of Fear Farm Haunted Attraction in Phelan, California. So this year we brought something we've never done before. We wanted to do a Christmas thing. We did a gingerbread house. This gingerbread house is kind of rotting and it's been forgotten. It didn't get eaten or anything. So the gingerbread man's pretty upset and he's taking it out on humans by putting them in the oven. Time to make the cookie milk. I got something to show you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Get in the oven. What? You'll be perfectly safe. Took us about a month to build the whole thing. Everything is brand new. None of it came out of our attraction that we currently have. Also meaning all new wall panels, everything. It's all fresh. It's been a lot of positive feedback has come out of this one for sure. Why is Halloween important during the holidays? <laughs> it's a good question. I know I think it just throws a curveball in everything. You know, it just breaks up the traditional you know, jingle bells and, you know, deck the halls kind of mentality and just throw something unique in there that I don't think anything else could do it. I think Halloween being basically the opposite of Christmas kind of just, just adds a little seasoning, I guess, to it, I guess you could say. Yeah. Next up, Reitland Asylum presents a very Matthias Christmas. Hiya, my name's Joshua Rose St. Pierre, and I'm the founder and creative director here at Reitland Asylum Home Haunt. So this year for the uh, Hall Yuletide Spirits, we designed about a thousand square foot maze and brought it all here from Riverside. It's a original story based on one of our icon characters named Matthias. And you might say, Matthias, why did you coat the man in milk and honey? It's a good question, I'll tell you. <laughs> because rats love milk and honey. <laughs> So Matthias is our longest living resident here at Reichland Asylum. And ever since he was a teenager, Santa's kind of been skipping out on him when it comes to Christmas presents. Uh, so he's gonna get his revenge on Santa and him and the other children of the Ward D here at Reichland are trying to kidnap Santa Claus. And you're along for that journey. So you're gonna go through some of the cells of some of our more popular characters like Matthias and Tobias, his brother. And then from there, you're gonna go into some of our Christmas rooms where they're trying to capture Santa Claus, whether that is the real Santa or just a mall Santa, that's for you to find out. 
<laughs> I'm permanently putting Santa on the naughty list and me on the nice list. <laughs> but you better be prepared to choose. <laughs> Either Team Santa <laughs> or Team Matthias. <laughs> but be ready for my reindeer game. <laughs> Dash away, dash away, dash away all. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on. Please help me. I'm just a mall oh, Santa. Please save me. 911, we're at the Pasadena Convention Center, right? Glen Asylum. Please help come me. Here, help us. I'll end up like her. <laughs> We've actually been preparing for even since before haunt season this year. So as we were doing our normal haunt season in October, we were planning for this, preparing, and then we immediately tore down and immediately started working on new scenes and sets for this. Why do you think this is important enough to put so much effort behind it? We have many different personal reasons. The biggest one is we feel like we want to represent ourselves. If we're not a part of it, we, we feel a little left out, I guess the FOMO feeling of it. I mean, when we come as just guests to these events, we feel left out if we didn't bring something for the community and just to kind of represent our haunt. I mean, it's important to us to get our name out there. And even if it takes spending some money, I mean, truly we love doing it. So ultimately at the end of the day, it's for the passion of it. But why is Halloween important? I think Halloween's important because it gives people an outlet, a release. Haunters are kind of a weird group normally, but when we do something like this, a Midsummer Scream or a Haunt Season, it really gives us a chance to connect. When we were loading in the other day, it really truly felt like a family reunion. Just seeing friends we haven't seen in months or sometimes even years. And I think that's why it's important. Um, it, it really, There really is a community in, in Halloween, and I think a lot of people don't know that. Next up. The Cabin from Insane Haunt Productions. My name is Cameron McGinnis. I am Insane Haunt Productions. It is a home haunt in Santa Clarita and also a small business that sells sliding sparking gear. I set up my haunt on Halloween as a cabin Halloween party and then I knew that Hall of Yuletide was coming and so I went, all right, we're gonna gut it and we're gonna turn it into a Christmas party. So when you walk in, you're greeted with a Christmas tree and behind the Christmas tree, you see a headless girl on a dartboard and a skier who is tangled all up in Christmas lights, choked to death. And then you're greeted by the killer behind the door before you head into the closet. Once you go into the closet, you're disoriented with lights and, and air blasts, and you head into the den where you are met with the killer again, who is behind the desk, basically pounding to death another victim. And then you book it outside, and uh, there's a lot of water hitting you, which is supposed to symbolize blood and the fact that somebody is running for their life and getting stabbed. And then you head into the uh, garage where you are greeted with killer one last time who tries to get you one last time before you make your escape out. Yeah. So there's a lot of effects in there. And I, I found it to be more entertaining to, to bring all these effects rather than people. There's only you know, two actors in there, but you're getting scared every room because there's so many effects that you're not realizing is going to hit you. I've fallen in love with Haunts from Cal Haunts, which is doing the entrance. I watched Epic Home Haunts when I was a kid and I uh, grew my inspiration from that. And finally, 
Our last stop in the Hall of Yuletide Spirits is Holiday Fear by the Dretch Society. We are the Dretch Society. We are a home haunt based out in Ontario, California. And next year is going to be our 22nd season. Since this is the first holiday haunt we've ever done, we wanted to do something that paid tribute to one of our favorite Christmas movies, which was Die Hard. And so we thought, wouldn't it be funny if Nakatomi took over corporate sponsorship of Santa's North Pole workshop and all hell broke loose when Jack Frost came and took over the party with this army of blue-collar elves. So the very first room that you go into is, yay, we're opening the new tinsel tower of Nakatomi-sponsored Santa's workshop. Oh, but things look like they've gone to hell in that first room. And so you see Santa armed defending his tower. And as you keep going on, you see that the elves have used the construction area and the area's under renovation to get through the rest of the tower. And in the final room is Jack Frost, who has frozen over everything. Oh, oh, oh. Welcome to the ice box. Realistically, we only had about two weeks to fabricate everything, paint, get all the lighting together, and do the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we knew that we wanted to be a part of this. We love haunting. We love hearing the laughter, the screams and the laughter combined. It's something that we all love doing. Personally, I've been going to Not Scary Farm every year since 98, and that feeling has stuck with me ever since. And I love giving people that feeling as well. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about what, what do you have planned for next year's home haunt? Next year's home haunt's gonna be something that we have never done before and we're really excited. It's called Nightmare. It's based after Japanese folklore and mythology. And it's going to be Southern California's first sensory overload maze. <laughs> All five senses will be overloaded in this maze. <laughs> we are really excited, yeah. Tell me why is Halloween important? My dad got me into Halloween at a very young age. I remember going through my first Halloween maze when I was seven years old. He also gave me a book when I was really young called Bizarro by Tom Savini that taught me how to do all of the makeup effects in movies. So as a result, he the first horror movie I remember sitting down to watch with him was Day of the Dead when I was five. And every time I would get freaked out, my dad would go, no, 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 it's all, it's all for fun. It's for make-believe. This is how they do it. And that evolved into loving Halloween and getting into the special effects, the makeup, and the whole process. And I've loved it ever since. <laughs> Well, that's it for this special Haunted Christmas in July episode. Season's Screamings will return this December 2nd through 4th at the Pasadena Convention Center. And of course, Midsummer Scream is happening next week. Tim Fowler will be participating with the Bones Gulch walkthrough. And then of course, Fear Farm, Reichland Asylum, and the Dresch Society will have walkthroughs for you to tour next weekend at Midsummer Screen. And just a reminder that our Hauntathon applications close on July 29th. You can apply at hauntathon.info. That's H-A-U-N-T-A-T-H-O-N dot info. And we'll catch you back here tomorrow. A thrill of fear, my weary brain convulses for yonder floats a dark amorphous form. Fall on your knees is ghostly shape repulses. Oh, now night reviled, oh, night a raging storm. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com slash demo. We release a free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up on our website or at the link in our show notes. 
The Haunted Attraction Network team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Maximus Bryant. Our partner stations include A Scott in the Dark, Scare Track, The Scare Factor, and Haunt Topic Radio. Finally, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. And until next time, Haunters, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.